Hey there, welcome to Save It For The Podcast. I'm your host, Dylan the Villain. I'm here with my buddies, possibly my best friends, Joshy and Brad. What's up? Dude, guys, we're finally here. We're finally doing it. It's been, I don't know, how long has it been since we wanted to do one of these together? I feel like at least three or four years. Yeah, you kind of brought the, I know Josh has always been big into it, and you kind of brought up how you really wanted to start your own thing, so at least two years of, like, really wanting to, like, do it and come up with ideas and everything. Because I remember, not when you first moved here, but when we first started, like, going out and stuff, like, I remember you bringing it up, like, then, because we would just be sitting here watching bowling, hungover as shit, just having ridiculous conversations about whatever it's like why don't we bring this to a podcast form right now now we're here bringing it to a podcast form <laughs> so yeah you know, it's been a bit but yeah i mean it's i don't know i just feel like with the, the three of us plus captain dick shit mike it would be i don't know i just felt like it would be a thing that we'd be really good at and something we would regret if we didn't do it you know but, uh, yeah, we're just here to talk some shit and bullshit. We're watching the Brewers game. They're going against Texas, spring training. What are your thoughts on the, the jerseys? I like them. I, I mean, I like how they have the uh, old-school MB uh, mitt logo. Um, I think simple is really good. I think it's just a simple, clean-looking jersey. Yeah. I like them. I mean... I mean, I like that they went back to the the glove style. I, I always kind of liked that. You know, I, I wasn't mad at the M either, but, you know, I'm actually not mad at the that, the side of their shirt logo either, the baseball with the... Um, is it, This is their 50-year uh, jersey, right? Correct, yes. Yeah, that's why they're doing it. Yeah, hey, Is there some... Uh, Styles trying to like mimic like the pilots jerseys or whatever. Yeah, I, is it? I I don't know if I'm off base on that, but it's what it kind of reminds me of. What are you getting? Yeah, that one's. And it's not gone. Huh. I'm guessing Christian Yelich isn't playing right now. No. <laughs> It, his deal finalized, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. He, he finally finalized it, so it was uh, goes down as a seven-year extension for like a hundred eighty-five or eighty-seven million dollars. I think it brought it to like he he's going to be making around twenty-three million a year. That's stupid. He's stupid. Well, it, it's stupid, but it's like it's one of those things too, <laughs> where I'm sure like the other baseball players' union yeah. is probably really pissed about it yeah. because like. I, you know, I can only imagine how, like, the owners and the agents' meeting talk actually goes because with Christian doing this type of deal, it's like, well, Christian Yelich, you know, he didn't... Uh... Dylan, surprise. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so my my son, it looked like he uh, pissed himself or shit himself up his back, so that's awesome. <laughs> this is uh, Liam, our guest speaker for the day. Right, right on, <laughs> right, right on, on right on Sam, uh, 
Sam shirt. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're that good. Awesome. That's hey, just baby spit. If you wanna. Oh my hey, gosh. This is great. You wanna go change into this? I'm fine. That's just baby spit. That's why I come prepared. No, but I was reading something. Like obviously, Josh, you <laughs> you follow baseball so much more than I do. I, I'm just kind of a. Brewers are doing good. Love it. Brewers are doing bad. It sucks. But I don't. You you follow the transactions, the contracts. Just yeah. You, you follow baseball like I feel like how we both follow the NFL. Uh-huh. Um, but I was reading an article how this is kind of the trend um, that baseball's been going into. Where I mean, Yelich is close to thirty. Yeah, I think he's twenty-eight. Yeah, he's the same so, age as Chris Bryant, I think. Yeah, and they're saying these players are taking these smaller deals earlier in their career, but still, like, you know, it's considered a mega deal. Um, so they can hopefully get onto that third contract or fourth contract mm-hmm. in their mid-30s where they still have some ball left in them. So, um, but then I, was, like, and then I was reading somewhere, I forgot what player, I think it wasn't Bellinger, uh... Mookie Betts. Yeah. Uh, they're saying he's going to like make double of what uh, Yelich is making when he finally re-signs. So, uh, what are your thoughts on that? Well, like, it's just weird to me because you see guys still get paid. You saw um, Mike Trout. He's going to be making, I think, like $35 million a season. Um, you have Nolan Arenado who got paid a couple seasons ago where he's going to be making $33 million a year. And so, like, guys are still getting paid, but I, I, I think oftentimes, like, players have been, like, scared into thinking that um, get get the money while you can, get your money while it's on the table, because it's not always going to be there. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, just players are looking at it from that standpoint where it's... And, too, I'm, I'm assuming Yelich just really likes it in Milwaukee, and he's like, you know what, fuck it, I'll take the a bit of a pay cut. I... You know what's the difference between twenty three and twenty eight million dollars? That he, where he oh, <laughs> but yeah. But that, that's actually a big thing. Twenty three to twenty eight million dollars. Oh, yeah, if sure. you're going over seven years, that's yeah, that's thirty five million dollars. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. That, that's, that's a good but, chunk uh, of change. But I mean, you're still gonna like. I'm sure guys are looking at it from the standpoint of like he's comfortable with it and he's happy and whatnot. So in, in a situation, but. I think Dylan brought up the point that I, I think that players are going to be pissed off at that deal, and I think rightfully so. Like, and it's not that Yelich owes it to those, like, to anybody. Like, he's he's in it for him. Yeah. But at the same time, you, um, like Yasmani Grandal, he gambled on himself for like he signed a one year deal. Um, I think it was like seventeen million or something. So yeah. he made good money. But, you know, had, he was the best uh, catcher, catcher last year. And then he, what does he do? He ends up getting a four-year deal, kind of setting the tone. Uh, and he even said it in an interview where he like he wanted to set the tone for other catchers to, yeah. that this is kind of the price that top-tier catchers should yeah, be Yeah, it's kind of like, I'm going to kind of compare it to the NFL with, you know, the running back market. You know, it, it hurts because, like, now – so you have Bellinger for the Dodgers. Like, he's going to get his deal whenever. I actually don't know if he's already under a mega deal or a huge contract. No. But that's going to come up, and they're going to be head-to-head. And you know he's going to make more than Chris, or, uh, Christian Yelich. 
That's yeah. obvious. The, the guy, it doesn't matter if he's better or he's close enough that you, you always have to pay up. Mm-hmm. It's always like, I think I heard it's usually like 10% more than the previous guy's contract. So now, I mean, if Yelich was supposed to be take, making $28 million, uh, and now he's taking a $23 million per year contract, I mean, that, that's a lot of money off the table for a lot of those stars that are going to be coming out here soon. So I, I can understand, too, like how Dylan was saying, how the union would be ticked off on that and different players because right now you had, if Yelich doesn't get hurt, he's probably a back-to-back MVP. And to take this kind of team-friendly deal is oh, probably super huge. team-friendly. Yeah. I mean, the dude's one of the top five players in the National League, and for him to just take a contract like that, like, it was super surprising. But, I mean, you're seeing all over the league, though, guys are taking, like, more, like, younger guys. Like, you saw, like, the White Sox have been doing a great job of being able to retain their young talent for um, – just years where, where you're kind of cutting through the bullshit of the early uh, rookie wages. You're cutting the bullshit of the arbitration. You're just saying to hell with that. You're signing them to the six, seven, eight year uh, deals and they're still making money, but ultimately it's uh, better for the team. Mm-hmm. Like, even though they're probably. Uh, Spending more money than they would expect to, but you're, I don't know, it just ends up working better for the uh, teams oftentimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see, like, what the Brewers will be able to do in the future because Ryan Braun's going to be gone here yeah. pretty soon. I think this is the last year of his yeah. contract, right? Yeah. So he's gone, so hopefully, I think everybody knows as soon as he got caught with the steroids, uh, allegedly. <laughs> yeah. Your favorite topic. No, as soon as you get his production just well, not, ju- not just that. I mean, he's had he's been injury plagued his entire career with uh, just constantly having a back injury. So I'm sure that's just been a, a plague on him. Uh, I mean, he was a premier guy for, like, for years. I mean, yeah. shit, he brought an MVP to Milwaukee. And so I, I think just the, obviously getting older is a major factor, but just having the injury history he has, it's. Uh... Well, speaking, of, I love Christian Yelich. I mean, he's just a fun player to watch, and I think he's a great team guy. Kind uh, of a chode, but. <laughs> uh, going into injuries, I mean, he's missed significant time throughout his two years with the Brewers, or three years, right? Two, three, two. Last year was his first, yeah. Uh, and just, you know, it's a couple games here, a couple games there, and then obviously the uh, took the foul ball last year. Um, I wonder if that was a driving point in discussions in the contract that maybe knocked it down a little bit. Could have been. But I, I feel that the numbers speak for themselves, uh, MVP and then following, you know, I don't know exactly what it was, but at least the top three in MVP votes again. Like he's been among the one of the best war players in uh, the NL. And he's a five-tool guy. He can hit for contact. He hits for power. He can hit both lefties and righties. He can. He, he does it all. So, um, 
really, he had all the bargaining power. It's just that, for whatever reason, I don't know. Like, I, I don't think, I don't know how much, essentially, I, I don't know how much injuries could have really knocked down his price. Yeah. Because, like I said, he's just able to do it, do everything. So, I don't know. All right, I'm back. For starters, <laughs> Sam. Sam, Brad's wonderful girlfriend Sam just got shit on. I'm really sorry. Good. You're a champion. Um, but yeah, no, it's cool with Christian Yelich too because I think I think they said there he's the 15th. Um, he has the 15th largest contract right now compared to all the other players, and it's uh, hey. For the Brewers, that's pretty awesome. What? It's the 15th. I mean, when you think about all those deals, like that's pretty. It's the Brian Cameron of the podcast crew. Mur, 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 mur. That'd probably be funny, right? All right, uh, Dylan said you just gotta take the baby and go in that room, and then when we're done, we'll let you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll, Wait, we'll, the podcast is over. We'll, we'll give him a plastic telephone. <laughs> Here you go, Mike. This is what oh, you're talking to. Microphones. <laughs> Welcome, Mike. You're finally here. Yeah. Unfortunately. Papa Squat. Papa, huh? We're talking about your favorite topic, baseball. So. Ooh. Ooh. I need to get that. But no, what I was saying was it's pretty, it's pretty crazy that he's like... The 15th, I don't think this is updated, but he's like the 15th, um, has the 15th highest contract out of all the MLB players. And it's like, for those, uh, the MLB players union, it's like, it must suck for like the, their agents and talking with them be like, well, Christian Yelich is making this, so you're not going to go over him, you know, type thing. I don't know how those no- negotiations go down, but, you know. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> it looks like me laying down in the <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but, uh, no, I mean, it, it's huge, like, involving, like, the, with Chicago uh, right now because you have Chris Bryant who's up for uh, an extension after this year. I think he's got a year left. So they kind of. Both guys are pretty similar um, with Chris Bryant and Yelich that uh, (laughs) Sorry, go on. No, I was just going to say that uh, Bryant's in a similar situation that Yelich is in and it's just going to be he he just hasn't signed the extension yet so it's like how much is he asking for and uh, one of the questions you ask is are the Cubs kind of going to look at this uh, contract extension with Yelich and try to compare it, like you were saying? Like, are they going to be like, well, he only took a $23 million, so we feel that we should only have to pay you, like, 26 or something. Now, do you, speaking of that, like, I correct me if I'm wrong, wasn't he a trade candidate possibly this year? Do you think the Cubs are going to keep him? Um, I, I hope so. Like, it's kind of amazing to me that, like, teams like Boston are just willing to get rid of premier, premier talent, like where Mookie Betts is, uh, 
top of the tier. He's an A-plus guy. And if it weren't for Mike Trout being the greatest baseball player of all time, probably, you have uh, Mookie Betts, who's one of the best players of a generation. Like, he, he's You would describe him as a generational talent. Oh, absolutely. He, like, um, he, he's super talented and uh, just a... Like, uh, like, just imagine that. Like, uh, for example, like if the Packers were to just be like, yeah, well, we could afford to keep Aaron Rodgers around, but we don't want to pay him the money he deserves. So, uh, well, we're just going to trade you to the L.A. Rams for, uh, like, four first-round draft picks. Like that, I feel like that's kind of maybe not the best example, but similar to kind of what's going on in baseball right now. Right, yeah. Now... The I'm I'm hearing the front runners to win the NL Central are Chicago and the Reds. The Reds, yeah. The Reds added a bunch the of Reds were really well, like the Reds form last year too, didn't they? Yeah, they like should have played better, been way better. Really? Yeah. They just shit the bed a lot. Kind of like being. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mike, you missed it. it. So hit him again. I, I did hit him. Yes. Do you see those scratches? Yeah, I he, see them. He got in a fight with a cat and he lost. But, um, you? No. You go by the cat? No. But, so, Sam was holding him and all of a sudden he shits himself up his back and then <laughs> her and he drooled all over her too. Nice. There's nothing <laughs> like a good first impression, huh? <laughs> Living his best life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But no, I I know the Reds. They added um, they added a couple of good guys. They added a uh, former Cub, Nick Castellanos. They added Burr. Yes. Um, uh, um, oh my, drawing a blank. G- Gamble or, or no? No, it better not be Gamble. It I was, really like um, that guy. Must- Mustakis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's yeah. who they added. So he's gonna be playing second base for him. I'm assuming, which is weird. Yeah. I, I don't like him as a second baseman, mm-hmm. but. You'd rather keep him at third? I mean, is their oh, yeah, pitching that even. legit? Yeah, like, they've got, like, I want to say two or three Cy Young candidates. Like, Sonny Gray seemed to, like, revitalize his career with the Reds last year. They have Trevor Bauer, who's got some of the best stuff in baseball. And, uh, I can't think of the I'm one guy's name. Because I forget his name. But, like... They, they've got a bunch of uh, talented dudes at the top of the... Or just throughout their rotation. And then their whole bullpen's loaded, too. They've got Amir Garrett, who's a power lefty who can throw, like, 98, 99. Um, and then they have... Uh, I've drawn a blank on all these guys, but their closer, I think, Iglesias. Yep. yep. Um, he's super solid, too, so... Huh? Enrique. Yeah. yeah. Enrique. <laughs> no, Gabriel. Oh, Gabriel. <laughs> Gosh, damn it. Hey, you guys know. He's on Narcos. Nickname Sluffy? Yeah. He plays like a gangster. <laughs> He's Narcos. on Narcos. Yeah. Like, Glit. Yeah, with, uh, actually with Pedro Pascal. The guy who plays uh, the Mandalorian. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. Pedro plays a badass, and then Fluffy is supposed to be like some guy who's like. I think part of one of like I don't know he's like threatening him he's got like pulls a gun on him he's like I've given you to the count of ten and then Pedro's just nine he's like <laughs> eight seven <laughs> and then he's like he's not counting anymore five three he ends up shooting him and all his buddies dude I know Josh doesn't like it but do you 
Are you a Star Wars guy, Brad? Oh, yeah. We, I mean, <laughs> we love Star Wars. Nice. Yeah. Star Wars. So, I've been a Star Wars fan my whole life. Oh, yeah, Dylan. Yeah. When did you watch all the movies? Right. Uh, you became a Star Wars fan right when you became a Blackhawks fan, right? <laughs> Pretty much, yes. <laughs> no. Yeah, I, I just... It's so funny, too, because... Uh, um, my our other buddy Sam is like he uh, he told me a story about how Mike was like Mike told Sam oh I'm fucking pissed at Dylan because I've been telling him my whole life to watch Star Wars and he's just kind of been like meh and then Sam comes to Dylan and say hey you should watch Star Wars and Dylan's like oh yeah <laughs> you know funny thing is right that now. must that must be a Mike thing because you know, it's happened with both of you with multiple TV yeah. shows they're like Blue hey State. you should watch Blue Mountain State I'm like no my <laughs> dad, dad comes around like, you should watch Blue Mountain State I'm like I'm gonna watch all of them <laughs> I'll watch it twice dude I miss that show yeah oh that was great Have you, did you see the movie Awful. Oh. Bad castle. Awful. The movie was yeah, awful? Yeah, the rise like of that. It was like the rise of that. When did that come out? Like three years ago? Uh, Four years ago? I don't know. It was awful though. Not worth it. I mean, it's enjoyable enough like just a continuation <laughs> of the story. If they're not going to put out an extra season, I was fine with it. Ugh. It was just not good. Hey, Smiley. Yeah. But, no, Sam and I are going to... Well, we're going to see... The orchestra. I think they that play. Blue Mountain State. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. So that'll be pretty cool. I'm not sure if you know that too. I'll. I have a little bit more appreciation. I uh, did play the bass. So I mean, they might have to call me in to be a relief. At, at the uh, at the basis. level that uh, someone with no hands could play the bass. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's really funny. This no, no, no. You know what? This is a professional orchestra. And they keep on calling it by the wrong. It's actually pronounced bass. So, <laughs> really? Yeah. Gosh. Kids don't know. They pronounce it differently. This reminds me of eighth grade um, yearbook. Brad Nugent. Only boy in orchestra class. <laughs> no, no. Well, what did it say? It said, um, That's we'll, always, it we'll always be uh, known for to play the orchestra or something. No, it was, it was, it was we'll like only boy. We'll, uh, yeah, we'll always class. play bass or orchestra. Oh, maybe it was that. It was one of those. Like, was... And then you <laughs> like, nope. <laughs> yeah. Dude. The high school teacher was like, hey, you should uh, <laughs> stop doing sports for orchestra. And I was like, hey, let's no. not. <laughs> that's How about this? We stop orchestra. And focus on sports. I think it worked out pretty well. I don't no. think I had uh, Juliet coming to offer me a scholarship. <laughs> That's yeah. I did have an 0-12 team do bad enough for me that I looked adequate enough to get a scholarship, though. So that worked out pretty nice. Yeah. Did they only pay for, like, that semester then or, like, that year? I, uh, uh the... Uh, the five years I was there, I, uh... I had two full years of scholarship. So the, the scholarship is only a oh, year deal. And it's it, it's like a contract. As soon as that contract's up, they can choose to re-sign you. And that, like, that, that kind of happened to me where um, after my uh, redshirt junior year, I was going to my redshirt senior year. And like obviously I wasn't a starter. I mean, I was a six-foot... 270 pound white guy playing. Why does uh, skin tone have to be a part of it? I'm tired. 
six foot, two hundred seventy-five pound <laughs> white guy uh, playing Division One football. So like, I, I, the, what really helped me was like I was just I was really smart. I understood the offense really well, and uh, Brad and smart, smart, not two things that are not synonymous. Usually. That yeah. anybody other than Brad puts in. <laughs> hey, you gotta toot your own horn sometimes. I mean, you were in Southern Miss, where the 50th ranked uh, education system, so. Yeah. Maybe that had. To... <laughs> hey, who knows? Hey, bop, bop. But he's really know, smart. He knows the difference between an X and an O. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I, I was the second string, and uh, we just. Uh, it was definitely a major break year. Can we for... watched the women's basketball tournament. Well, it's funny because we we wanted to watch the the Big Ten wrestling tournament. The that, semifinals. Yeah, the semifinals are supposed to be on tonight. Um, but you know what they put on Big Ten Network instead? Women's college basketball, our favorite. I think we should watch it. Let's do it. Oh, Northwestern. How are you beating Penn State? Well, what were you saying as we interrupted you for yeah. women's basketball? I was just saying, like, I got, like, that was a make-or-break year for Munkin because, I mean, we went his first year 111, his second year 3-9, uh, and nine, so if you it's, don't... That's pretty impressive that they still cap him, though. I, I, I think they understood, after you you get an 0-12 program, I mean, just, it, it, like, they had no recruits. Like, we, I, I remember... There were people who were like said they would sign and then they would get like an offer for someone else on signing day and they would just flip like that. That happened a lot. Um, so we were, it, it, I think the school understood and there was like improvement showing. We were close in some games. Like that UTSA game, we lost like twelve to nine, <laughs> which like like Munkin that that was on us. That that was on the players. That was an awful game we played. Um, on my redshirt junior year. But he like you have to you have to produce or you're he's getting fired and he he definitely as we've seen he had NFL aspirations I still think he does he's the OC at Georgia now and I think hopefully he'll get back to the NFL but uh, he we signed a lot of uh, graduate transfers and they cost more on the scholarship chain because graduate schools a lot more money. Uh, so pretty much because of that, like I lost my scholarship for that semester. And then like he did me a favor. Like that was a huge thing, uh, that I really respected. Like after the heart of Dallas bowl, uh, we were coming back for the semester and I'm done. Like I have no more use for the program whatsoever and he called me and he's like we have a scholarship I'm giving it to you and uh, that was really huge to have him put me back on scholarship for that last semester where I mean he didn't have to do that I, like, I, I had no more uh, I had nothing left to give to the program my eligibility was up so that, that was that was pretty cool of him to do that dude that must have been crazy playing at Southern Miss like you know I'd a pretty decent sized school. Like we walked on the field, and that was just that was so cool walking on the field. It was just I, I just love like how open it is for uh, for a football. <laughs> Shut that baby up. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you uh, you loved it. Todd hated it. <laughs> Munkin? Oh, Munkin hated that. Pe- like just anybody could walk on the field. He 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 was very like you know you don't see that at 
you don't see that at Alabama, like the big schools. Like he, he's like you don't see the championship programs or these elite programs just letting anybody on the field. And he, he always had that mindset, like that's the direction we were going towards, and that's what he wanted. Um, so I understand why he would be frustrated, especially when like you know you have like people playing like intramural lacrosse on there, like ruining the field possibly. Like no. <laughs> Dude, I, I'm looking at some of Todd Munkins, but he's been around the, he's been around everywhere. I yeah, mean. he. Uh, let me think. He was a quarterback at Knox College, yep. and uh, I want to say he went to Grand Valley State for a while. He was a GA at Notre Dame under uh, Lou Holtz. No shit. Yeah. The Lou Holtz. Yeah, he was a GA there for no shit. a couple of years, and then um, I want to say he was. A wide receivers coach, or maybe even a DBs coach for like Eastern yep. Wash or not uh, Eastern Michigan. Yeah. Yep. Um, went to La Tech, was the running backs coach um, there, and actually coached our my running back coach in college. Uh, that was pretty cool. Um, then went to LSU, uh, wide receiver coach at LSU. Then. I think he was there when they won the national championship. That would have been, like, what, 2007, right? And maybe 2005. Yeah, 2005, 2006. Because then after that, he went to the Jaguars as a wide receivers coach. Yep. After the Jaguars. For three uh, years, he was at the the Jaguars. Was that when, uh, was, um, what's his name? Allen Robinson. Was he on the team then? No. I don't think so. 2007, 2010? You got to remember, that was... It doesn't seem like it, but that was 10 years ago. Yeah. Al Robinson's like 25. <laughs> um, he was here, he's 15. like, motherfucker, I was 15. <laughs> he had some great stories about that, oh, too. I'm older I got, than Alan Robinson. That can't be true. Yeah. Please don't tell me. I got I to look up. There was a certain wide receiver or quarterback that, I think it was a wide receiver. Like, he used to be quarterback, and then, like, he transferred to wide receiver, and they were going to draft him with their first-round pick, and I, like... He was telling us in a team meeting, he's like, no, I don't want this guy. Like, he is has the worst work ethic ever. You're going to waste a lot of money on him. And, you know, the organization still went with it. And Justin Blackman? No, no, no. no. It was oh, yeah. But Todd, I, I think, because Munkin was then the offensive coordinator at uh, Oklahoma State, so I forget if he was there when Dez and Blackman were there or uh, just Blackman. Um, I remember they were just touting um, Blackman up like as this like next legit. Oh, he was supposed to be a next gen- like generational talent. Like he uh, was what the number five overall pick. Yeah. To uh, Jags, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then after he got signed by Southern Miss after Oklahoma State, after Oklahoma State or after Southern Miss, uh, he went to the OC as. Uh, for the Buccaneers, he was like the wide receiver OC, and then his final year, he actually got play calling. Um, then he went to the Browns, that was fantastic, and uh, now he's with Georgia. It, it's really unfortunate that Brown situation too. Uh, was he getting fired from all these places, or was he just hopping around, you know, trying to get uh, better opportunities? So it, it's a little bit of because I mean, these past ball. three years, he's you know, he was at 2018 the Buccaneers, 2019 Cleveland, and now back to the college level at Georgia, which that that team's a powerhouse. That's like yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it talks a lot that you're an offensive coordinator in the SEC. Um, how it works with college coaches, it, it's really weird. Um, 
it, it's a mixture. Sometimes it's, yeah, you got fired because your head coach didn't like you, or yeah, you got fired because uh, your head coach left and a new head coach is coming in, so and he, you're not his guy. And he wants to bring in his own guy. So, 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 like, the most inconsistent job in the world is an assistant coach in, like, the college and NFL level. Because as soon as the head coach leaves, like, you're pretty much done. Because yeah, That's like, very similar to the NFL, too. Like, yeah. you can't just – it's very rare that new uh, coaches come in and they want to keep you around. Uh, you have to be someone who's, like, highly touted, mm-hmm. really, to – stick around and sometimes you're just like looking for the best job so and like so i I don't know what happened with like la tech but you're at la tech and you're the running back coach and then like lsu calls you up and says hey we want you to coach wide receivers well that's a sec power five school You're, you're going there and so sometimes like the school like buy out the contract and you'll go there um there's a lot of factors like with the browns i'm pretty sure he got fired uh, I, I don't think he just had a year contract. I, I wouldn't know. Um, and that's unfortunate. I was hoping he... Uh, I, I think he went to the Browns hoping he could get the play-calling ability that he had in uh, Tampa. Um, and Todd's never been a person to uh, mince words. He tells it how it is. So it doesn't shock me. I, I It surprises me that... like. He just didn't. He did it so publicly, but it doesn't shock me that he was like, "Yeah, Frank Kitchens is an idiot. This dude's dumb. I want out." He just seemed uh, like he was missing a screw. Favorite uh, Todd Munkin story? I don't know who they're playing, but uh, he gets pissed off at a call that the refs made or didn't make, and he takes his headset and he goes to like throw it off, and it's attached to the speaker box. Yeah. And it fucking just <laughs> just swung around and wrapped around his neck. <laughs> it was one of the funniest things I've seen watching uh, football. Shout out to Todd Munkin. <laughs> the GOAT. Um, is his brother still coaching at, like, Navy or something? Or I Army? forget if it's bu- uh, his brother or cousin, but, yeah, he's still there. Um, he has another family member who's a very accomplished high school head coach in Illinois, in northern Illinois. I forgot what school. Um I think he had like yeah his brother Ted was uh, head coach for St. Charles East in West Chicago and then his cousin was um, head coach at Army yeah I think his uh, nephew or something was playing at Louisiana Lafayette or somewhere down in uh, maybe for the Raging Cajuns yeah that's Lafayette right wait Todd Munkin was a native of Wheaton Illinois (laughs) yeah went to Knox College He's a. I honestly think his dream job is, would have been the Packers head coach. Like anytime we were yeah, in, like, right. uh, remember when we were talking yeah, about that right. as like a potential option? Like, yeah. Well, uh, like, he, wait, uh, they, he got interviewed, didn't he? Yeah, he did. I, I was really excited. That's crazy. Um, because in team meetings, he would always talk about like. That's why I kind of always believe he has. He like he always wanted to go to the NFL because he was like, no, you if you want to be the greatest, like. You don't just stop here. I'm not the greatest until I'm the head coach of the Green Bay Packers and I win a Super Bowl. I was like, maybe that happens someday. And we were I that mean, there's close. better teams, but... I, I mean, you're wrong. No, but if, if you want to, you know, coach in the NFL and win a Super Bowl anywhere, it's pretty prestigious. Hey, maybe for the Bears. Does maybe for the, uh, for the Raiders. Maybe for uh, not the Packers. <laughs> there's 31 other teams, bud. 
Maybe take over after uh, what's his name's gone? Bill Belichick. Hmm. I think Josh McDaniels uh, has that one locked down. Yeah. Speaking of the NFL, though, uh, what are your thoughts on with the CBAs and everything? I don't. I haven't paid too close attention to it. I just know that it's it, from what it seems from uh, like some important guys like uh, JJ Watt and I know Aaron Rodgers have been vocal about it but uh, it seems that guys are willing to take small victories in order to ultimately give in to what the league's demanding um, and I think some of the like the bigger guys are trying to say like hey we look at the bigger pic- picture here uh, don't just sign up for this because now you can smoke weed and have less practices we could actually try to get some more stuff out of this and I think the a lot of the players are looking at it as a like an opportunity to have uh, contract security where they don't like it's like fine yeah maybe we get an extra um, uh, maybe we have to play an extra game or whatever but uh, we don't have to worry about there being a lockout or anything like you mm-hmm. know. And two, I think the, they would get an increase in the cut of the revenue. The, yeah, too. So I think they're, which that's obviously huge. But the things that they're trying to get, I think, are kind of small in relative to what they could be getting. Yeah, it. it I think it's hard because I've been listening to. Couple podcasts I like Pat McAfee. I was listening to him, and uh, uh, he had Nate Soldier, the left tackle for the Giants, on, and uh, he's been around for quite a bit. And he's actually someone who sounds like he's for this new one. And he talked about why he's like, you know, like no one does want to play the 17 game, like no one does, like the risk of injury and just the exposure to that, like no one wants that. But with everything else that's happening. The guys in my locker room who I represent sound like, hey, this is a good thing that they're willing to do. And he's like, people put a lot of effort into this. Like, it's a step in the right direction, and uh, it, it can work. And, like, you have that job security, like you were saying. And I think then you get to, like, where Rodgers and, uh, um, like, J.J. Watt, those guys who, hit, like, went through the last lockout in 2011 and see, like, wow, that was the worst deal ever for like, yeah. the players. Like, like no, you can't. You gotta have a look at this. Like, think of the future. And it, 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 one of the points that I've heard that I think is uh, very valid and like it makes sense is that it's easy for guys like JJ Watt to. It's easy for like guys like JJ Watt and Aaron Rodgers just to go. Um, where was I going with this? Well, I think it's easy for them to say yeah, like, hey, like, we need to because yeah, they have a shit ton of money. Yeah, thank you. That's where I wanted yeah. to go with it. Like, it's easy for guys who have these guaranteed deals to be like, no, like, there's more that we could get out of this. But the guy who's working on a rookie deal who's not even guaranteed to play more than, like, two, three more years once his contract's done, it's it, it's easier for them to look at it and be like, I don't I don't give a shit. Like, yeah. I, I just want to play. And that, uh, that's how I think there, there's... You have so... And they're the majority. Yeah, and the, 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 we talk about, like, the NFL is the 1% the like, the 1%. Like, these are the elite. And then the elite of the elite get on to, like, 10 years oh. into the league. 
And so you, if this lockout happens, these, like the majority of players who are playing those only three years, like they need to get their money now. They're thinking, so and it, like if there's a lockout, like th- th- those undrafted free agents, I mean they miss their shot possibly to make it to the NFL because they can't pay for a whole year of maybe training and doing all this stuff when they're out of it, waiting for this new deal. So. Uh, it's really, it's t- I see both sides of it. I, I yeah. like, I like that the older guys are like, no, we need to look that we need to get more for us, and not a big thing that I really like that they're pushing for is like, we need to push more for like, when you're done with the NFL, oh, like, yeah. we need lifelong benefits. Like, do you not see like the players who are out of the NFL that can barely like speak and spell their name because of just the what they've been through, abuse that they. Put their bodies on. Yeah, there. and they're not able to get the help they need because the NFL never did anything for them. Like that, and that I like that they're really pushing for that too. And uh, uh, hopefully, if they turn down the CBA, like they go forward with that more, that'd be huge. Well, think of the fans though. The fans get an extra game uh, a year. I don't even care. You know, yeah. I would prefer, I, like. Take away the seventeenth game, and I would actually prefer you put in another play. Have an eight eight team playoff. That that would be my like. Deal. So you want the eighteen? I would. I would like that. What like, about the seven? The seventeen? I'm fine with. I'm fine with expanding the playoffs. Um, I like that idea. I think it makes it a little bit more competitive. Like you, you have, like sometimes you have, uh, just a really top heavy league where you know. Uh, Eleven and five team misses the playoffs, and like you're like, God, how does that happen? Yeah, I mean, that doesn't happen at, all the time. You look but. at just the NFC last year, like how loaded it was. Like, I mean, like teams like the Rams and the Bears, and who was the other team that was like hunting for that position? Was it the Cowboys? Cowboys, the Cowboys, yeah, Eagles. Eight, eight. Well, what happened? What the Cowboys weren't going to make it. Uh, in the wild card, it was either they were divisional champs or not. So, like, Eagles and Cowboys were kind of out of it. But there was a lot of NFC uh, West teams. Um, yeah. yeah, so uh, the Rams. I think the... Seahawks made it. The yeah. uh, 49ers obviously made it. Cardinals were last. Uh, NFC South is typically competitive, but I think the... They were down. Panthers I mean, were hurt. The Buccaneers or the Buccaneers... The Falcons. Oh yeah, they've been really hurt a lot lately too. Yeah. In the last couple of years. Dude, the Falcons are such a weird team for me. Like, yeah, like I could fully expect Matt Ryan to have an MVP type year just like randomly. Like it seems like the Falcons are such a roller coaster team. But that's that's a, a long conversation to talk about. Yeah. But yeah, I just want to um, just end this by saying uh, thanks for everyone who's listening. Um, hopefully, we can get a lot of these more together. Because uh, I think this was pretty fun um, for this first time. I so. hated it. I know. <laughs> um, no, this was a blast. It was good to get together with everybody and talk. Uh, it was fun seeing Liam and his guest appearance. That was funny. I laughed. <laughs> for a reminder, if he's shit, I'm, <laughs> I'm Brad's wonderful girlfriend. <laughs> but, uh, all right, guys. That was fun. Until all next right. time. Save it for the podcast. You're actually recording. Yes, Mike. Actually, we're still recording. <laughs> this whole that's time how, we've been recording. That's how you should. Uh,
uh, end it, like, if we're going with the name, save it with the podcast, and, like, until next time, save it for the podcast. All right, we're back for the real episode, the more awesome episode. I'm here with Mike. He just showed up, finally. Yep. Mike, Mike, where were you at? Uh, why did the, you miss the first segment? I was actually at a kids club tournament that we were not properly prepared for. Are you serious? I mean... So, so shout out to... So before he goes on... So we're both wrestling coaches at uh, our local high school. Um, so uh, he he's been more involved with um, everything going on this season. So he had to run a youth tournament, and if you know youth tournaments, youth tournaments are easily the biggest shit show on the planet. But it uh, it, it didn't run well. Well, I mean, it's the biggest event that Badger does in general at the high school all year, every single year. And uh, we've been having some problems with our youth program where they just don't help us out as much as we would like. And so uh, somebody made the executive decision that we weren't going to help them set up anything and not really help run the tournament much, not nearly the same as we used to in the past. And so I don't think the youth club's very happy with us, but... (laughs) The person who made the decision isn't going to be around next year, and so he didn't really care. Who do you think made the decision? The president? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, the head coach. Okay. How many mats were there? Uh, all of them. They set up every single mat and two from the middle school. They set it up the same way that we've done every year, just the high school didn't help at all. Well, some of them are running the tables, right? Yeah, we had a couple kids there. I mean basically what our team was which is 10 kids yeah did you have uh no you didn't ref did you nope well lucky you you so you nope, just... they paid a bunch of parkside kids to come down and ref and ref this year so we didn't have any of the high schoolers ref and none of the coaches other than hank was getting paid what a certified ref gets paid oh That's hank hank was refing yeah Ah, uh, shout out to Coach Hank. Shout out to the Parkside wrestlers. I mean, so was Robbie there? Was Robbie? Nope. Your boy Robbie what? decided uh, not to take off that day and worked at Under Armour, so he got paid probably forty dollars, if even today, instead of uh, making a good hundred. What? Hundred cash. Oh my gosh, that's so. Was uh, who who were some of the guys there that I would know from Parkside? Uh, I know Arroyo was there, which is uh, their one twenty five one twenty five pounder who he won his regionals. Yeah, he qualified for the division two. Yeah, which uh, went up and talked to him. Just like I I recognize him. I never really talked to him. Just hey, are you Arroyo? He's like, yeah. I'm like, play. I've played Xbox with you all the time. It's like, no shit. Who are you? No, BT Rush. Oh, shit. <laughs> Shout out to BT Rush, Mike's uh, Xbox Live uh, username. Oh, yeah. But, but uh, yeah, there are a bunch of the guys. I mean, I think I think Pernevalon was there. 
shout out to him too. Well, did not qualify. Yeah. Yeah, still, uh, I think he made it to the NCAA tournament three times. Yeah, but... three time All-American, I believe. Oh, wow. And senior year, didn't qualify. That's pretty unfortunate. Yeah, he's a, he was a stud. Man. So, when when is their Division Two championships? That's got to be like next weekend. I think or... it's next weekend. Next weekend, wow. Because they had their regionals last week. Uh, and the national tournament is always two weeks after after those. So, like, after the Big Tens or national tournaments in two weeks from this Saturday. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty excited. I, I know only three guys um, made it. They're a Royal 125-pounder. And then, of course, our boy Eric Furseth at 133. Mm-hmm. And then um, I think it's 65... Uh, it was it's Gans Gans who made it. That's Shane. Yeah, Shane. Uh, man, I I hope this is Shane. I hope he's not listening. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I believe it's Shane Gans. Uh, he's a stud. I know he took second place at the WIA state tournament when he was a senior. Um, so shout out to those guys. Do big things out there. But um, was there any? Uh, oh, back. I was gonna say for uh, when you're playing Xbox with the Royal, what? What, what games were you playing? Oh, uh, that's when I was really huge on Fortnite. Fortnite? Yep. Were you, so, I'm not a big Fortnite guy. Were you, like, on his team, or were you playing against yeah, like him? Yeah, we... You never really play against any of your friends, because uh, they're such large lobbies. It's random hunter-man lobbies, and the chance of running into somebody you know in a game is very, very little. So it would be me, Robbie, Arroyo, and, uh, you know, like, Josh, he might get on there, or some of my other buddies, Steve or Shane. Oh, nice. Was, who was the best out of all of you? Me. <laughs> Shout out <laughs> Not to Not to toot my own horn, but out of everybody, I mean, I have the most wins by quite a bit. I'm, I have over a 1,000 on there. You have a 1,000 wins on Fortnite. Over, Yeah. There you go. I mean, where's Josh at? Is he, does he have a thousand wins? No, Josh is probably closer to like two hundred. Oh, no. He he never he never played as frequently as I did though. Oh, he would play for a little bit, maybe like an hour, and then just kind of switch over to something else. Yeah, I know my brother used to play with you, right? Um, yeah, back in the day, it would be me, Mike, and Robbie all the time and or just me and Mike uh, but then he decided school is more important and stopped playing with me yeah I'm like drop out now before it gets too late but, but no I was talking about uh, do you play with Austin or no I used to every once in a while but because uh, I would just try to carry him and give him some free wins but Austin started kind of he would do certain things where he would like intentionally lose and I would get annoyed at it. I was like, I don't, I don't want to play if you're just going to intentionally kill yourself because he's doing stupid stuff. He's trying to like get clout by like, Oh, I'm going to like, Oh, it's all 360 snipe these kids. I'm like, what are you doing? What the hell? I, I thought Austin was good. I mean, he's not awful. He's he's a, a little bit above average player. Yeah. 
That's a good uh, way to describe him. He's a uh, Minecraft player who plays Fortnite every once in a while. Oh. Uh, what? I wonder what he's playing now, because I know he's constantly playing something. He's always on, like, Grand Theft Auto, usually. Grand Theft Auto? I don't know how you can spend as many hours a day playing Grand Theft Auto as he does, but he plays a lot of it. You you were never big into those games, were you? Or... No. I mean, I played, like, the second one, but other than that, no. Well, why is that? Just because... It wasn't as appealing. I mean, I mean it's like an open world, but... Just this whole, like, you're just running around in, like, a California city or something and going on all these missions based around, like, drugs and guns, sex-related, all this, like, I don't know, it, it just wasn't appealing. Right, yeah. I'd rather just shoot people. Yeah. But, um... I play a lot of Call of Duty instead. Call of Duty, which one's your, the one that you're most... Um, successful at say Modern Warfare 3 dare I ask how many hours you played uh, too, way too many <laughs> oh my god way 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 too many like like months of days worth of of time well I, I remember back you know when it was really big I know it's really big now but uh, back when you were playing with my brother Mike, really, really big. Like I remember, you know, Mike would be over at your house, and I would come over, and Mike's like sitting there on the couch, and you guys got your all your shit set up, like freaking nuking everybody, and I was just <laughs> like, I'm kind of jealous of this, but it looked it looked fun. It was definitely one of the things that him and I bonded over, and uh, the two of us would like. I had him come over, we'd buy a bunch of the Mountain Dew and Doritos stuff that at the time were sponsored by Call of Duty, and so he could get double experience from those items. I would bring an extra TV into the room and he'd play on the TV right next to mine, and then we'd do like 2v2 uh, competitions, and one of the things we got into was spawn trapping people, just because it was really fun to manipulate the game like that. And we had games where we, like, both of us would drop, like, three to four Moabs, which are the nukes, so you get 25 kills. You drop that, and then you intentionally kill yourself so you can get another one, then you drop it that, and then just keep repeating that. Dude, which is a great uh, transition to our sponsors of this show, uh, Doritos and Mountain Dew. <laughs> Shout out to them. because The they... always delicious Doritos. <laughs> Mountain Dew. <laughs> Shout out to those guys because I remember seeing those bags and I was like, I remember you guys buying them. I was like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> so you just got experience points, or what, what did you get for actually the codes? You get like double, ex double experience. Ah, yeah. So you get like two hours of double experience for one code. Do they still do that? Like even nowadays? I think every once in a while they have a promotion for it, but yeah. Shit. No, but I, I wanted to transition back to um, the youth wrestling tournament. Now, what, was there, did you notice like any like refing uh, conflicts going on today with the parents? Any problems? No. Uh, I stuck mostly around the older kids who are being refed by 
the certified refs, so there doesn't tend to be as many problems over there. Yeah. Like, we had Coach Hank, we had a bunch of the guys that we would see at varsity tournaments, refing matches, and uh, a kid who took third place at uh, 160 and at D2 this year, he was refing one of the, one of our mats, so... Oh, really? Huh. That's pretty sweet. Now, did they, did they have both... I know back in the day they used to set up mats in the other gym too, in the main gym. Yeah, they still did that. Set up three of those over there. For like the 8th and 7th graders? Yeah, 7th and 8th. Nice. They kind of changed it up this year though where rather than having all the matches on the same mat every time, so like you'd have three to four matches throughout the tournament, but normally you would stay on the same mat all day. Only the very young kids and like the oldest kids were set to one mat. Everyone else was on a first mat available system, so it got kind of hectic, especially at the start. Yeah. Yeah. Any Badger kids do um, do well today? Um, Pack the younger Pack did. Uh, I think he took first place. Or I had a couple kids take second place on on the mat that I was over by. Um, Carly took second place. She lost to some dude who really beat on her. Like, oh, really? Because she was giving everyone else, like, she was saucing on them. And this kid, Tech Falder, which was uh, crazy to see. It's so funny, too, because um, uh, whenever we watch Big Ten Wrestling, they... They usually do um, a couple AWA, Askren Wrestling Academy commercials during that. And every all those commercials, I see uh, a lot of our kids in there, like Carly and um, just a lot of those kids. So uh, I always get a laugh out of that. I, I heard you told me um, via text message that you saw Ben Askren there at the tournament today, huh? That I did. That I did. The fucking GOAT, Ben Askren, the man, the myth, the legend. Was his brother Max there? He was not. It was just just Ben walking around. How All surprised right. were you when you saw him? I mean, you see at like Askren Academy guys everywhere and like, oh, you know, it'd be crazy if Ben showed up and then he's standing there right next to me. Like I was taking over the computer for one match and then Ben is standing like right over my shoulder looking at the computer and like, Hey Mr. Ben <laughs> Oh my gosh. I love that guy. I mean, he's a he's a legend. I um, I, I uh, that's so cool that he was there. Cause I mean, I, I'm wait. I I just have to ask, was he wearing his sandals? Cause that <laughs> he, dude, he only wears sandals. Like it, it doesn't matter what you know event he's at. It doesn't matter what uh, time of the year it's at. He always wears sandals. It's crazy. He never wears shoes. I shockingly didn't check his feet for sandals. I thought about it, but I was like, nah, that's too weird. I don't yeah. care. He's 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 moved away now, so he's a legend, man. I mean, he they just I just heard they opened up another one of their schools, so I think that's I think it's three or four they're schools. At, they're they at four now. Yeah, and that's why he's not working with the regional training center as much anymore. Oh, really? Yeah, he does very little with them. I know he was the head coach for the regional training center but, too. 
Uh, listening to his podcast, he said that he is not really working with them much anymore. Wow. Or at least his time is very, very limited. Right, with yeah. With them opening up this new academy. Right. I I mean, I wonder who's kind of running the show, if it's Bono or if it's... I, I, I'm not even sure if they... Like, do they have practices right now during the heat of the season? You know, I'm not sure. But, um, yeah, that's interesting. I mean, he's a great coach. I mean, he's a... A legend for wrestling in general. I mean, oh, definitely. He reinvented the game. Yeah. Well, not necessarily reinvented, but changed it in a better way that has made old school wrestling just kind of obsolete. Yeah. I mean, I, especially me, like, I, of course, I want my son to be in wrestling. I, I mean, I'm not going to force it, even though I will force it. You but will. I, that's like one of the places I'm thinking of, like that I want him to go. Like I, I want, I don't know what the right age, you know, to start your uh, son in wrestling is. Like I, I get, you get so many different answers, and it kind of depends on the kid. But uh, one place I would love to take him is um, AWA because you know they just they produce everybody. I mean, some of the posts I saw, like the the posts that they were making for all the. The kids state, that they made for... State semifinals, and then all the kids from those, like, the next post they made was all the Askren kids that were in the state finals. You had several finals. There were, like, five finals that were an Askren Academy guy versus another Askren Academy boy, so... Yeah, I mean, they... I forget the number, but it was, like, close to, like, 80 or 90 kids they sent to the, the high school state tournament here in Wisconsin. So, and, and of course... Uh, one that just comes to mind right away is um, uh, the 132 weight class. Um, both guys in the finals for Division One were AWA guys. So um, it, it, I, I don't know. I, I've never even been. I've never even been to any of their facilities, no. but um, I would love to just check it out. Oh, I, definitely. I know they have uh, as of last year, and they they shut the shut it down for the season I think when high school starts but they're going to start it back up or they have a lot of old timers um, practices uh, I don't know if like Ben coaches I I think, I think I had no idea they did that yeah they do They. Um, I was actually going to text you uh, sometime last year if you wanted to go and practice um, but I I thought it was cool because from what I read they they do a lot of drilling and uh it's not a lot of live, but um, I, I thought it was something we could check out. But um, I'd be interested in that. Yeah, because they, they had like a big group of guys too. Like it was a bunch of, I forget specifically who was there, but there was a lot of familiar names that I saw that were there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I would love to go to one of their facilities um, and check it out. But uh, one of the main reasons why um, I wanted to talk to you is of course one of the if the greatest weekend is in a couple weeks but this is probably the second greatest weekend for wrestling especially for the fans um you got the big 10 tournament uh this week or going on right now at Rutgers and uh all the semifinals are set up so hopefully tomorrow we can um watch them together and commentate uh how all the matches go because I'm just really pumped for all the weight classes. Yeah, I'm just really surprised that they didn't put them on uh, Big Ten Network, the semifinals at least, because 
Right now we're watching what appears to be women's basketball. Big Ten Network, if if you ever listen to this, please... Yeah, I respect you know college basketball and the men's and the women's, but you, you play too much basketball. I know there's a lot of people that love basketball, but you need to give more wrestling. You need to put wrestling on your channel a lot more. I I know there's a lot of people screaming for more wrestling. Please, because especially now you got some of the some of if not the best athletes in the world competing right now and you got you know Indiana and Maryland for college women playing right now it's all I'm saying is these guys are some of the best athletes in the world and at least the semifinals and the finals should be playing Uh, that's all I'm saying yeah it's it's crazy that they're not yeah but um especially with wrestling being in probably it's peak right now of I think it's bigger than it's ever been the last couple of years. It just keeps climbing. They're breaking new numbers. They had, uh, was it Iowa and was that Penn State? Yeah. That broke records with number of viewers. Uh, I think it was, it was the most watched wrestling event ever, or at least um, dual meet. And that day it broke the record for the most watched, or... Like that day, it was the highest watched college event on any wow. channel all day. That's crazy, but not surprising to be honest. Because I mean, I I've talked to a few people where they just they want they want to see more wrestling on TV. Like I know I don't know why they don't. I mean, it's I mean I know we're wrestling fanatics, but wrestling if you go back to way back. It, in the beginning of time, wrestling was the very first sport invented, in, in my opinion. I mean, you had gladiators fighting against each other, like, doing wrestling moves. Like, that was the, the first official sport, and it just needs to be more on TV, but I just want to say that. But um, you have the semifinals uh, matchups here. I got them. So, of course, we'll start off at 125. We got Spencer Lee. Uh, from Iowa, number one ranked, um, going against uh, Jack Medley from Michigan, who's number two, 22 ranked. And then on the other side, you got Devin Schroeder from Purdue versus um, Michael D'Augustino from D'Augustino. D'Augustino from Northwestern. Who's so that's uh, number one versus number two, and then number six versus number twelve in the country. So. Um, Kind of fully expect Spencer to to win this one, huh? I mean, it's no surprise going into this. He's going to run his way right through this tournament, the same way he's going to run his way right through the national tournament. Right, yeah. I mean... He's on a tear, and nobody's going to stop him. He's... He... The only person I'd have, like, feel anything about or feel uneasy with him wrestling against is if Rivera had decided to drop down to 25 the way that there was talks of it throughout the season. Right, yeah. Yeah, it looks like he's going to be sticking at 133 because um, for 133, you got Seth Gross, number one guy from Wisconsin, going against Rivera. And then, of course, the other side, Austin DeSanto from Iowa versus Robin Bravo Young. Kind of the expected matchup, one, two, three, four, all um, 
in the Big Ten semifinals for 133. And that's one, two, three, and four. Yeah. Man, yeah. I, I'm so excited for that. I mean, I, I don't I wish they would do it like how the the NCAA tournament goes for the finals where they play the most anticipated um, matches on the very, very last because these would be the matches. Um, I'm really excited. Kind of curious because um, the semifinals are tonight, right? Yes. Um, who, who you got between Seth Gross and Spesh and Rivera from Northwestern? The thing is, I've said, I've said this to a couple people, but... I believe that whoever wins between Rivera and Gross is going to win the whole tournament. And obviously then uh, whoever wins between DeSanto and Young, they're going to take second. But the losers of those matches, so whoever wins this round and whoever loses, they're both going to win their next match. So if Gross takes takes the semifinals match, he's going to take first. Rivera will take third. And then potentially DeSantos second, Young fourth, but I could yeah. see could see Young winning it just because I mean he looked dominant against him before the medical injury, uh, medical default out of that, and I want to say Gross just because on Wisconsin, but Sebastian Rivera is a monster, and I think he's gonna turn it up right now and. He's not going to let Gross hit him with another one of those huge lat drops to win it. Right. So yeah. I think Rivera's going to take it. And even though Young was beaten on DeSanto at their dual meet, I think DeSanto's going to take second. So Rivera, DeSanto, Gross, Young. Yeah. I mean, I, I, can't, I can't freaking wait, man. I mean, I'm, I'm so happy that... Wisconsin and Chris Bono and Seth Gross like got the deal done for to have Seth Gross here because it's just so cool to have like a uh, a national champion who's still wrestling on at Wisconsin like it's just it's just so cool to have someone like that on a team because it it boosts everything of it I can't imagine how the practice rooms are with him and I just can't wait I mean when it comes to Gross and Rivera I you know, if you asked me a couple days ago, I, I, I would have said gross. And, of course, I want gross to win. But then I was listening to an interview just yesterday with Rivera, and he kind of made a couple good points um, with uh, when they had their match at the Midlands. Um, Rivera said that he took – he gross didn't take him down. He Rivera took gross down three times in that match. The only thing that happened was gross just did that – beautiful amazing throw to his back and that's what won him the match but yeah, that was a crazy throw and but yeah Rivera was being very very dominant yeah I mean y- you take Seth Gross down three times in a match that's that's freaking impressive man so I, I can't wait I I hate making picks but I, I really want my boy Seth Gross to win but I'm just gonna pick Rivera for now And then as for DeSanto and Roman, Roman Bravo Young, I mean, man, even what's what's cool is all four guys have a legit chance of winning it. Like, I know there's probably a favorite and all that, but legit, all four guys can win it. I mean, I mean they're the top four in the nation. Exactly, and 
DeSanto, of course, beat Seth Gross this year at their dual meet. But then um, in the finals of Midlands, Gross beats DeSanto. And then uh, I just recently recently watched Penn State versus Wisconsin. Roman Bravo Young was doing really, really good against Seth Gross. Like, it was neck and neck up until the very end where Seth Gross got, I forget what it was, if it was a reversal or takedown. He, it was really, really close up until then. So, I, I anybody can win, and I, I just can't yeah, wait. It's not going to be an easy tournament for anybody. It's going to be very close. The thing is, I just have to give the advantage over to the guys who tend to be more dominant, and I think that's Rivera and DeSanto. Yeah. I, I agree. Um, but, yeah, going now at 141 for the semifinals, you got Nick Lee from Penn State, number one guy in the country, versus Chad Red from Nebraska, another tough kid. And on the other side, you got Luke Pletcher versus Mitchell McKee. And, man, it's so funny, too, because Mitchell McKee was, uh, I, I believe, the preseason number one. And uh, right now he's sixth in the country. Tough kid. Um, that should be a good match with him and Pletcher. Mm-hmm. Now both guys are pretty small and stout um, type wrestlers. I mean, it's funny because we <laughs> our our thing with Pletcher is he has no torso <laughs> at all. Like the man literally does not have a torso, um, and he's got very stout legs, very very thick. Yeah, I I <laughs> it's just so funny. Like I we always make fun of him, but. Uh, I would, I would hate to wrestle that. Like, watching him wrestle is like, it's just so hard to get on him. But which makes it more crazy too is because uh, Nick Lee freaking kicked his ass when Penn State went against Iowa or Ohio oh, State. Sorry. Like, it was it was kind of embarrassing for Pletcher just how dominant he was. Yeah, we we actually got it on right now. So Pletcher was twenty three and zero versus Nick Lee who's sixteen and zero. Man. Nick Lee's a freaking monster, man. Like, it's it's crazy because I was thinking about it at work yesterday where, you know, the, the past few years with Penn State, like, they were just so dominant. You had Bo Nickel. You had all the guys, Mark Hall, uh, Joseph, um, uh, Kassar. And then Nick Lee was on the team, but he was kind of like the weak point. And now he's, like, one of the, he's easily one of the best wrestlers in the country. Yeah, he was one of the weaker spots on the line. But even back then, like, I think it was like two years ago I watched him, I think it was two years ago, against Ohio State, and watching him wrestle, like, this guy is going to be huge. Oh, yeah. Like, even then, I was like, this guy, I think he was ranked pretty low, like 20 or something. Right. But I was like, this guy has a chance of being a Big Ten champion and placing somewhere in, in national is pretty high. Yeah. He's, man, he's a freak. He's just a freak. He just, like... Is just so dominant from everywhere, like his takedowns, his scrambling ability, his just, you know, even just the way he, way he moves. And uh, Pletcher is a freaking monster himself. Uh, I, I just can't wait to see how these semifinals go. I mean, I, and you hate to look past like Chad Red because he's a he's a tough kid too. Like he's one of Nebraska's best guys. Um, and then of course Mitchell McKee, who is the preseason number one. Um, but I'm excited to see how those go down. I, I'm kind of guessing you got Lee and Pletcher in the. Yeah, I think you winner. just have to take them. Yeah, and then I think Lee will take it again. I don't. I don't believe that Pletcher could have 
changed his game up enough to answer back. Yeah, that that's kind of what I'm thinking too. Um, I, I'm just really excited for the, the 141 weight class because, uh, again, all four guys, you know, are, are some of the best guys. I mean, this is potentially you could see these all four guys at the, the NCAA semifinals as well, um, with them being one, two, four, and six uh, ranked in the country. Um, moving on to 149. You got Sammy Sasso. 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 Almost lost to the eight seed. Did he really? Yes, he did. From, uh, who did he go against? I'll have to bring it up, but. Okay. He's going against, uh, Kanan Store from Michigan. He's a tough kid. And then the other one, you got Pat Lugo. Oh, actually, it's the nine seed from Northwestern. Oh, wow. Five to four. Wow. Curious to see how that went, like how the match actually went. Yeah, that happened while I was at the tournament, so I didn't get to see it. Damn. Sasso's, like, kind of one of those prodigies, huh? Like, everyone's been um, talking him up, and I've seen a few matches, and I was pretty impressed with him. Um, Yeah, expecting a lot lot out of him, but, I mean, same weight class. You got Pat Lugo, who, that kid's on a tear, and... Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I mean, do you remember it? Like, if they ended up matching up against each other, I, I think they did. And I, I think, uh, uh, I think Lugo won. To be honest, uh, I think maybe not because uh, Sasso is ranked number one, so maybe um, Sasso ended up winning. But uh, Jamie, look that up for us. Check that out. <laughs> Jamie, pull that up. Sh- shout out to Joe Rogan, but. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm excited for that one. Um, you know, it, it's funny, too, because, like, I've seen Store wrestle, too, and I've seen Lee wrestle, too, and both guys are tough. Like, they would be anybody else um, in the country, and, you know, you just got... The difference between one and two is just at another level compared to the rest of them, it seems like, in this weight class. It's just a huge gap. Yeah. So, I'm curious to see how both... You know, both matches go down. Um, kind of picking Sasso and Lugo uh, to meet up. Um, kind of, I'm guessing that's what you're picking too. I mean, it's the easy pick to make, but yeah, yeah. I, I'm. I, I should probably pick some upsets in a couple of these because not everyone goes down one and two, one and two, one and two for the finals. But um, but usually when it's number one and two in the nation, yeah, they're gonna meet up. Yeah. The only upset I really have is Rivera so far. Yeah. Man, I would love to go to a Penn State uh, uh, dual meet just to see the environment. Cause it, we're watching Penn State versus Iowa right now, their dual meet um, that they had earlier in the season, and it just looks crazy. I've, I've always just wanted to... Hey, you watch any of the Big Ten dual meets at, like, at home at Penn State, at Iowa, Ohio State, especially yeah. those top two, Penn State and Iowa, they're... Their fan base is insane. We should go to Iowa's too one of these days because, like, that's a like a pretty short ride. Yeah, I'd be down. I think it's like no more than like two or three hours, which is crazy. Yeah, probably probably two and a half or so. Yeah. Oh, shout out to what's his name in the corner for Ohio State, uh, Bo uh, Bo Jordan. Jordan. He, I was, I always liked him. He was jacked. I remember. Remember. 
Remember when he had longer hair? I think his senior year, and he yeah. was just jacked as shit going <laughs> against Hall. And we were just like, oh, how the fuck is, uh, um, there's no way that freaking Bo Jordan is losing. Because he, he just looked like, I just remember his chest and his arms were just like, he was the most jacked freaking, uh, 174 pounder out there. Didn't look like there was any way he could have actually made that weight. Yeah. Uh, that's cool to see him at Ohio State. Um, uh, moving on to 157. Yeah, Ryan Deacon from Northwestern. Um, going against a kid from Michigan, Will Lewin. Lewin. Lewin, yeah. And then the other semifinal, uh, you got um, Kendall Coleman from Purdue versus Peyton Robb from Nebraska. Um, yeah, uh, I, I kind of... I haven't seen much of these guys this year, but I, I have seen Ryan Deacon, and he impresses the shit out of me. I, yeah, Deacon's I, the only one I've actually watched yeah. all this season. Yeah, I know you're pretty impressed with him. Oh, he's that kid's crazy. Yeah. Um, at 165, you got um, you got Joseph, the two-time national champion, going against Isaiah Wave from, from Nebraska. And then you got Alex Marinelli versus... Shane Oster from Northwestern. And what sucks, too, is I'm sure you heard our, our boy uh, Evan Wick uh, didn't wrestle today from an undisclosed uh, reason that we don't know about. Uh, I guess the trainers, like, from what I heard, the trainers were just like, yeah, he probably shouldn't wrestle, and hopefully he gets a at-large bid for the NCAA tournament. Yeah. It kind of sucks because you know these are the kind of the tournaments that you you want to wrestle at, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, you got Joseph versus White, which I know White's an all American. Uh, he took third last year at uh, 165 at the NCAA's, uh, beating Evan Wick, I believe, and uh, I believe Wick beat him this year. Though. Yes, yeah, in the dual meet he did. Um. But it's so funny because Joseph uh, from Penn State is one of those guys where he's a two-time national champion. He has zero Big Ten championships. Hasn't won it yet. He has not won a single Big Ten championship. But he had last year to Marinelli. Yep, exactly. Um, I'm so curious to see it. I mean, I'm kind of picking Vincenzo versus Marinelli in the finals. Which is again is another easy pick, just because you got the top two guys in the nation in this conference. They're gonna they're gonna meet up. Yeah, I can't wait. That's that's another weight class I'm super jacked about. Yeah, Joseph is always entertaining. Yeah, I, it's funny too because I know uh, our, our buddy Josh, who's been getting uh, into wrestling a bit. He's uh, <laughs> He's a big Illinois, University of Illinois guy, so of course, you know, two or three years ago, he was a big Isaiah Martinez fan, and he was just such a fan that, you know, Martinez was able to win, um, you know, two NCAA titles, and it just was always a big fan, and Martinez's junior and senior year in the finals, he goes against Vincenzo, Vincenzo Joseph, uh, both times losing, and just heartbreaking fashion with the same move, the inside trip. Two-time national champion going into his third finals, and he loses to a freshman by an inside trip. Oh, gosh. And then you expect him, all right, well, he's going to come back because he, he beats him, 
both years in the Big Ten Finals. Vincenzo now a sophomore that year, and Isaiah a senior. Isaiah wins in Big Tens, goes into Nationals. There's no way he, he's even making videos that there's no way he's going to get hit with that inside trip. There's no way it can happen. What happens? He gets inside tripped again, gets pinned. Dude, I just remember, like, his, we all watched both of those years, and we were the first time we were just like, oh, oh, like, we were all pissed that Isaiah I can't lost. believe that just happened. Because I think we were all kind of big Martinez fans, you oh, know? Of course. It was just, like, such a... It was. I remember it was such a gut punch. I remember even uh, my brother Michael. He was like, he was pissed too, and he was just like, like. I remember saying at the time, it's like I feel like, um, like the the error just like completely left the room. Like it was just like, oh, what the fuck, yeah. type thing. And then the next year it came was a gut punch. Yeah, and the next year came, and it was the same exact thing. It was just like, fuck, he's gonna get redemption. He beat Joseph at the Big Ten. Getting rehyped for him. Yeah. Yeah, beats big, uh, beats Joseph at the Big Tens, you know, a couple weeks prior, and then in the finals he gets inside tripped again. You know, that's that's Joseph's bread and butter. But um, yeah, Let, let's see if he wins a Big Ten title this weekend. But uh, I know Marinelli is no freaking joke either. Which I just yesterday I watched um, uh, Joseph and Marinelli's dual meet and. Marilyn Ellie did like he went all upper body like right away like he like raced after him and just did upper body and literally Joseph threw him to his back like he threw him yep. to his back and so he was down you know like what is it uh, six, six nothing and then Marinelli goes on to like basically kick Joseph's ass like the rest of the mate the rest of the uh, match but it was kind of like one of those too little too late type things yeah it was very similar to like a reverse of what happened with gross and rivera where rivera was kicking uh gross's ass all match and then gross pulls out a last minute uh toss to his back and he seals up the match that way whereas joseph Ended up getting that toss on him, gets the six points, and then Marinelli just can't come back, even though he was being super dominant. Yeah, yeah. And that was at uh, Carver Hawkeye Arena. Uh, so I, that, was a, that was a fun match. Which was uh, Marinelli's first time losing at, yeah. at home. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't wait. I, I, uh, hopefully, potentially, that, that'll be the matchup in the finals. And then at 174, you got... Uh, the monster Michael Kemmerer from Iowa um, uh, versus, uh, I'm not even going to try to pronounce his last name, but I've, I've seen him wrestle and he's a tough kid, Devin from Minnesota, and he's a he's a tough kid. I, I, I want to say he was in the, I want to say he's been doing good with this year. I, I've seen a few of his matches. Um, and then on the other side, Mark Hall going against Dylan Land. Uh, Dylan Land, he's... He's no slouch either. Uh, I know he was in the... I believe he won Midlands um, this year at 174 for Purdue. Like, that's, like, Purdue's stud. Um, yeah. I, you know, of course, you know, you. I want to see Kemmer ever go against Hall. That's kind of the match I, I'm kind of hoping. I mean, it keeps happening. It's The Big Ten is definitely one of the most dominant conferences, and this is another matchup where... You have number one and two in the nation. It's hard to root against 
like or pick against the top two guys that you've been watching dominate every single person they go up against. Exactly. I mean, I Mark Mark Hall. He's I know our other coach isn't a, a big fan of him, but uh, <laughs> I yeah. think there might be a little old man racism in there. <laughs> Shout out to Coach Reese. I know you're <laughs> listening. Um, so I can't wait. Uh, hope, hopefully we see those. 184 Aaron Brooks from Penn State, who's who's a tough kid. Um, Taylor Vance from uh, Nebraska. And then Cameron Caffey from Michigan State versus... Uh, Abe Assad from Iowa. Kind of a, kind of a up in the air one. I think any any one of those guys can win, huh? I'm, I'd have to go with the only guys I've watched wrestle this season, which is Brooks and Assad. Like I mean they're no slouches, they're right up there in the rankings as well. They're very tough kid, very, very solid. Just I don't know these the other guys as much. Vens from Nebraska and Caffrey from Michigan, Michigan State. Yeah, I, I've seen Cameron. He's, I, I'm sure you've seen him. He's like, he's um the black kid with the, like the, the afro. Like, yeah, the and, like gingery. Yeah, gingery fro. Yeah, yeah. From just the highlights I've seen, he seems pretty, pretty. Uh, he seems like a guy that I don't know how he'll do today, but he'll he'll probably like make a run at the NCAA tournament. Like he'll be like one of those guys that like makes it to the semifinals. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of see, I'm kind of curious to see who, uh, comes out, um, at 184. Who would he have wrestled against at Wisconsin? Uh, 184. So that, uh, uh, so I don't, it I either, think that's the fill-in spot, right? Like, uh, yeah. So I, they, what they've been doing for Wisconsin at 184, they have Johnny Sebastian, who's a tough kid. Oh, yeah. Um, but they... Bono's been saying that he's kind of had him on like a, a, a match count type thing. So I'm not sure if they put him in for that. Uh, I'm not sure if, uh, but he would have wrestled Johnny Sebastian or um, I forget who they're the guy they throw in for at one eighty four. But uh, yeah, um, one uh, one ninety seven. You got. Uh, Colin Moore versus Lucas Davidson from Northwestern. And then on the other side, Shakur Rashid from Penn State versus Eric Schultz from Nebraska. Uh, I'm kind of, from what I'm looking at, I'm, I'm kind of surprised that Shakur Rashid is ranked 18 in the country. I, I kind of yeah, thought he would have been at least in the top 10. That's a little shocking, but. Yeah. Um, I mean, not too surprising, but. Yeah. So, I mean, he hasn't been doing. As great as what you would expect out of him this season, with how well he did last year, right? It, it sucks that that freaking Kyle Connell, Connell, however you pronounce it, Kyle Connell, yeah, that couldn't wrestle this year because I, especially like how he did when he was at Kent State, I would just it would have been nice to see how he did, especially with training with the guys from Penn State. I'm sure he went with Anthony Kassar, you know. At, it would have been nice to see how he would have done, but uh, I guess that's something we'll never see. Um, but uh, I kind of, kind of expect Colin Moore to win this. 
I don't know why. There's something about that guy. It's just like, it pisses me off. I don't know if it's like one of those things where it's his face that pisses me off, but uh, I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, he doesn't have a great face. Yeah, I don't I don't know what it is. Um, I know he he lost to Bone Nickel last year. And that, that match Which was... Which shocker. I yeah, mean, yeah. Nickel's a freak. Yeah, and that that was the the last match of last year's uh, NCAA tournament. Nickel and Moore. Yep. Um. Yeah, I I kind of I've, I've seen Schultz wrestle a few times too against uh, specifically when he went against our guy from Wisconsin, uh, Watkins, and Schultz just kicked his ass. Um, so I'm gonna go with Schultz and Moore in the. In the finals for this one, you'd expect Schultz to win, but I mean, it's a tot, a little, a slight toss-up with him and Rashid. Right. But yeah, I mean, Rashid. I mean, I obviously think Helen Moore is gonna win the whole thing, but any of yeah, I win, win the nationals, but yeah, I've never been a, never been a big fan of him. I haven't been as impressed with him as other people ever since watching him lose to Anthony. Cu- uh, Anthony Kassar two years ago in the their huge dual meet number one and two Ohio State Penn State um Colin Moore was ranked number one in the, in the country undefeated and the starter for Penn State was like hurt medically and so he didn't wrestle and they just threw in Anthony Kassar their backup who not ranked obviously because he's a, ba- a backup not ranked at all in the, in the nation guy goes out there and and beats Colin Moore, number one in the country, and it's just crazy. And then people think, like, oh, that's just a fluke, and then guy goes on to win. I think he ended up winning it all that year. Yeah. 97, yep. and then following year, he bumps up to heavyweight and wins it there again. Yeah. But just having, I mean, watching him lose to Kassar and then losing to Nickel, and, I mean, Obviously, very dominant people looking back now. Yeah. Especially Nick. I mean, Nickel's easy, but... Yeah. Kassar, you wouldn't have expected it out of him at that time. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Okay, I, I'm flipping the switch on the podcast. I hope Colin Moore wins the fucking thing. Shout out to him, because he, he deserves a national title. Fuck it. <laughs> uh, give fine. him one. Yeah, give him one. Everyone, everyone gets, gets one. Everyone gets one. Tell him Spider-Man. <laughs> right. And finally, finishing off at heavyweight, you got Mason Parrish from Michigan going against our boy from UW-Wisconsin, <laughs> Trent Hilger. Trent. And then you got the man, Gable Stevens, Gable Stevenson from Minnesota versus Anthony Cassiope. Cassiope from Iowa. Thank you, Mike. Um, right away, just thinking, what did Neville? Who did Neville lose to? From did he? he I'm, right now it's one, three versus two and five. So did Hilger beat Would it potentially Hilger? Let's see. Neville's lost to his first match. I'm assuming Anthony Esposito from Rutgers. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I lost right out the gate and then would have had Stevenson anyway, so. Oh, shit. So he wasn't making it 
to this point anyway. Yeah, I, I, I'm curious to see how Parrish does against Hilger. I, I can only hope Hilger wins, but uh, we'll see. Yeah. I, I mean, I think it's expecting too much out of him to yeah. expect him to win. And if uh, you had money on the line, you're not going Hilger. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Mason Paris, I mean, he's been pretty strong for the last couple of years. It's just he's been behind these freaks. So don't expect Hilger to put up uh, too much of a fight with him. And Stevenson, I mean, he's spo- he was expected to be a four-time national champion and didn't think much or didn't think that was going to happen initially. I think he'll be a three-timer going forward. Just yeah, I think he was in the wrong wrong time. Yeah, he ran to the wrong guy and yeah. yeah. No, I I can't wait. I, I'm just. I'm so curious to see, uh, especially the other match, too, with um, Steve Sim versus... How do you say his last name again? Cassiope. Cassiope. Because uh, I watched Cassiope's match with Nevels for Iowa and Penn State, and Cassiope would press the shit out of me. He just, like, he just like mentally, like, outbeat and, like, basically broke Nevels at the very end. He just... It was a close match, but it... it I remember too. It ended up winning Iowa the dual meet too. Um, shout out to my kid Brian right now. <laughs> he was a legend. Yeah, but uh, Steveson kind of seems to be on another level. Uh, we were talking about it the other day. Like he just seems going into his sophomore year, he just seems way more jacked, doesn't he? Yeah, and has a lot more sexual assault allegations against him <laughs> going into the season. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah, it's... Did, did those rumors end up being like a like a big thing, or did they... Well, he got suspended for for a while. That's, that's why right. That's why he, he got the second seed at this tournament because he didn't have as many conference wins as Paris did, so oh, it's just wow. number of matches. Wow. Man, that that's crazy. I uh, we'll see, man. I, I kind of I kind of ex- man. That honestly, the Cassie Obi Stevenson. That's a, that's a freaking awesome match. I can't wait. Um, I'm gonna go with Stevenson though. I mean, yeah, come on. he's the favorite. Um, so yeah, I can't wait. Uh, the two seed here, but he's gonna win this. He's gonna win nationals. Yeah. He's just really, really lucky that Kassar got hurt and yeah, couldn't finish the season. I would have loved to see those two go at it again. I still give it to Kassar. I mean, he was just on a different level last season, even though bumping up from 197 to what's the weight limit, 265 in college or is it 285? 285, yeah. But yeah, 285. He's wrestling... 90 pounds up from last season and just killing everyone that he comes against. Yeah. But now he's gone, so it's Stevenson's time. Yeah, it's definitely his time. Um, but yeah, that that's uh, that's going to be the, a wrap-up for the Big Ten uh, semifinals. It's, it's literally about to start in like four minutes, and uh, you know, there's freaking college... Freaking women's basketball playing on Big Ten Network. So. Woot woot. 
fix that shit big time. But, uh, any final words, Mike? I don't really have much to say. I mean, really looking forward to the semifinals and the finals or, I mean, mostly the finals. But there, yeah. there's like two, three weight classes that all these semifinals matches are all going to be intense. Yeah. So, we'll see how it goes tomorrow. Hopefully, we can set something up where we can uh, watch the finals and and uh, almost have it like a like a fight companion that Rogan does. So, yeah, I'm sure that will go great. Yeah. Jo- with Josh's great analysis and <laughs> and my even my analysis. Oh, he took him down. <laughs> Oh, dude. He took him down. Ow. But that'll wrap this segment up. Until then, um, we'll be back and uh, can't wait for these matches. But, uh, but, yeah, until then, save it for the podcast. Save it for the podcast.